today's episode, we will be continuing our exploration of the book of the name range by David Epstein. And the subtitle is Why Journalists Succeed in a Specialized World. If you've missed chapter one, don't worry, you can continue on to this episode. But if you feel like you want to grab the information from that first episode, there will be a link in the description. Or if you head to the website at feedingcuriosity.net slash blueprints, you can find all episodes there. And slowly but surely, there will be audio for the rest of these chapters as well. Let's jump in to chapter two, how the, win- how the wicked world was made. I want to start this section by defining a key term from the chapter, the Flynn effect. This is the increase in correct IQ test answers with each new generation in the 20th century. The author goes in to describe the differences between pre-modern and modern thinking. Pre-modern thinking is defined as people that live in remote villages or as farmers and are characterized by little contact with the outside world. Quote, the greater the dose of modernity, the more likely an individual grasped the abstract concept of shapes. Further elaboration on the conceptual groupings, no amount of cajoling, explaining, or examples could get remote villagers to use reasoning based on any concept that was a concrete part of their daily lives. To complete the picture here, pre-modern people missed the forest for the trees. Modern people missed the trees for the forest. As people move closer to modernity, their abstract thinking becomes more powerful. They don't have to rely on direct experiences as much. We now see the world with scientific spectacles. We can see the world in a wide variety of categories. We can group and regroup objects or thoughts rapidly with flexible frameworks. The problem lies in modern education system that pushes specialization rather than transferable knowledge. From Flynn, the traits that earn good grades at university do not include the crucial ability of any broad significance, and there is no sign that any department attempts to develop anything other than narrow critical competence. Jeanette Wing is a computer science professor at Columbia University and former corporate vice president at Microsoft Research. She has pushed broad computational thinking. Computational thinking is a set of problem-solving methods that involve expressing problems and their solutions in a way that a computer could also execute. It involves the mental skills and practices for designing computation that get computers to do jobs for people. Computational thinking helps to explain and interpret the world as complex information processes. The most important takeaway here is that one useful tool is rarely enough to fit all situations we may encounter. The world is complex, interconnected, and always changing, so should our tools. One of the most powerful tools that we can have to help us make sense of this complex and ever-changing world is Fermi problems. Fermi problems can also be called order estimations. The thinking is used for estimation problems designed to teach dimensional analysis or approximation of extreme scientific calculations. Such a question is usually a back-of-the-envelope calculation. This skill seems like magic on the surface, but at its core, it's making guesses without real data in front of you The thing about these guesses is that you are grounded within the reality of the question being asked. The skill is one major advantage for those with broad experience, as they will be able to make these inferences with less time to work to a ballpark answer. Here's a quick framework to apply Fermi estimations. 1. Break down the problem. 2. Throw out some numbers. 3. Bound the problem. and 4. Sanity check. Steps 3 and 4 are really important here. 
because you need to think at least conceptually intu intuitively really where do you want to bound these upper and lower bounds here an example i ran into from a video from kyle hill he talked about for example how long your hair could grow if your hair grew at a constant rate for your lifetime that's pretty easy to figure out but the question is is what do you want to pick your rates at or what do you want to pick for a standard lifetime of a human pretty easy to find that data and after that, it's just a matter of crunching the numbers. And if you head to the website, there is an example from, there's an entire example sheet I found from the University of Michigan, so you can practice this as well. And just from more digging here, these problems are named after Enrico Fermi, physicist and creator of the world's first nuclear reactor. To close this chapter, the question moves, if we can apply and learn broad knowledge, are there examples of a skilled group that has done this? We will explore these groups in the next chapter.